there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. Life without purpose is meaningless. In part one, we hear how Ashley Terry had a successful career and a young family. Unexpectedly, she dealt with a debilitating stroke when she was only 35 years old. She had five young children at home and had to relearn to eat, walk, talk, and care for herself. Listen to her arduous journey to regain her function and how she learned what her life's purpose is. I thought that people would love to hear about what you've gone through, what your life was like before the stroke, and then and then your stroke. I'm just so happy that you're here. And so I wanted to have our listeners hear from you. Yeah, so uh, I'm 37. And uh, I am coming up on my two-year anniversary of my stroke. Uh, it wasn't something that we ever saw coming at all. <laughs> Uh, I was healthy. Uh, I was working full time. I've had random health problems in my life, but nothing significant like this. And um, I was having chronic migraines. So I was going to the chiropractor uh, like every other week to get adjusted. And uh, I went in around like November 13th, 2020, got my neck adjusted. I felt off, like something didn't feel quite right. Um, but I left, I didn't really feel much relief. So I was like, well, uh, it's fine. Like maybe it's a really bad migraine, you know, and I went home. And then a few days later, I had surgery uh, because I broke my nose, um, deviated my septum, had surgery, went well, came out of anesthesia. I actually felt really good, uh, came home was with my husband. Um, it, my kids were asleep, watched our, our movie and I went to bed thinking like, okay, like this isn't going to be that bad. No problem. Breeze. I'll, I'll pass right through it. And, um, I woke up uh, around 2am and I was, something was wrong. Um, I felt really dizzy. I was seeing double. And when I tried to get up, I couldn't walk. And oh, wow. so I asked my husband, I'm like, can you take me to the bathroom? I can't go. Like, I don't know if I'm just still really weak from the anesthesia, what's going on. And so he carried me. Um, and then I started throwing up and I couldn't keep anything down uh, for about 48 hours. And then finally, like two days later, we're like, something's wrong. So we went to the ER and my husband carried me in. I did not walk. I was still throwing up. I was seeing double half my body was numb, but oh in no God. way did it occur to me that I was having a stroke. Um, I just thought, oh, this is something weird from anesthesia. Like maybe my inner ear got thrown off. My sister Hillary is an occupational therapist and she's like, well, go to the ER. I went to the ER. 
They're like, oh, honey, you're just dehydrated. So they gave me a bag of fluids and sent me home. My husband carried me out, still seeing double. I told them half my body was numb. Um, so I got home that night and throughout this time period too, like I was in and out of consciousness a lot. I was not awake very often. I was very sleepy. Um, and so my sister came over and she was like, Ashley, can you smile for me? And I smiled and half my smile was sagging and she started to cry and she was like, you need to go to the ER. <clears throat> and so we went to a different ER this time and they scanned my brain and lo and behold, I'd had multiple strokes in my brainstem. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. I never saw it coming and they medically transferred me uh, to a different hospital uh, up to the university. And I was there for about a month um, doing different physical therapies. I did about eight hours of rehabilitation. So like four hours of PT, four hours of OT a day, um, lots of vision therapy because I didn't have the ability to walk. I couldn't really use my fine motor skills. I was having a hard time talking and uh, my head was shaking. I didn't really have any control over my body. So I had to learn to do all the things. I actually was eating baby food for a while because I would choke if I swallowed um, because half of my throat collapsed when I had the stroke. And so, yeah, it was crazy. And it was during COVID. So I have five little kids and they couldn't come to see me. I was only allowed one adult visitor at a time. So my husband was working full time from home, taking care of the kids and then trying to fit in coming to see me at the hospital. I was really, really fortunate um, that I had an amazing doctor. Um, his name is Dr. Edgley. He works up at the Nielsen Rehab Hospital and he is also a stroke survivor. He was in medical school and he had a stroke. And so wow. he is incredible, but he was such a, a presence of hope and strength for me during that time because he had been through it. And I remember one particular conversation that we had when he came in and he's like, Hey, I feel like you need to hear this. And he said, do you know what grace means? It's the strengthening and enabling power of the atonement. And he's like, you're going to need that during this time. And I felt the spirit so strongly that, yes, like that's true. And I had already had some really beautiful experiences prior to that conversation with him. In fact, it was probably a few days after I'd been hospitalized. Um, I was all alone. It was night, no visitors, no nurses in my room, lights were off. And I really felt this distinct impression, almost as if um, I was hearing it verbally, um, that I was spared from death because I should have died. My clots, had they been two millimeters to the left, I would have died. Oh my word. And my doctors were like, you're a miracle. Um, two millimeters to the left, you would have been dead. Two millimeters to the right, you would have been paralyzed, a quadriplegic the rest of your life. 
because of where they were at in my brainstem. And because I was stroking for four and a half days until they figured it out, a significant part of my brainstem actually died. I didn't have blood flow to my brainstem for days. Um, and so that caused like the head shaking, the lack of being able to walk. And I actually couldn't breathe sometimes. Like my brain would forget to tell myself to breathe and I would <gasps> gasp. So all these things that you just take for granted. And um, I was kind of sitting there and being like, why did this happen? Um, not because I was feeling sorry for myself, but I was trying to figure it out because I was working full time. Um, I had just completed a second interview uh, to become a manager of marketing at my tech company. And it would have been a significant promotion, significant pay raise. It would have been really amazing for the trajectory that I was on with my career. And I think I interviewed November 16th and then I had my surgery the 18th. So I was off work anyways. Um, they would have offered me the job like November 20th. And as I was kind of pondering all of that, that was happening and what didn't happen, I was like, what purpose is this going to serve in my life? How is this going to help me grow? And I felt like the savior gave me a hug and he was saying, you are supposed to be alive because I need you. I need you to bear testimony of me that I'm real. That in this time, especially during COVID, everything was topsy-turvy. Nobody really felt grounded. Every, everything was crazy. And I just felt more than ever, we need to have a personal relationship with Christ. And prior to my stroke, like I always believed, I always had a love for the gospel and of, of God and, and of Christ. But this was on a different level. This was very personal. And I felt distinctly that he was with me in my, my hospital room felt very sacred. It was tangible. It felt very similar. If you've ever had a baby, like there's that moment after you have a baby where it's just like, you feel heaven. And my hospital room felt like that. It felt so, so beautiful and peaceful and hopeful that I honestly was like, okay, like I can do anything. And my therapists that were helping me to rehabilitate, they were amazed because they're like, how are you not broken right now? How are you not crying all the time? You're super young, healthy, a mom of five, and you can't walk. You can't even eat food. Like what? They were just so shocked. And I just felt so sustained by the hope that it was going to be okay. And I know that was because of Christ. I know it. I can't deny it. So then fast forward through months of physical therapy, um, our neighborhood was incredible. They really helped take care of my children and they brought in meals for months. Um, they cleaned my house for months because I couldn't do it. And uh, so that was really beautiful too, because I got to witness the best of people and what it was to have true charity and to be the recipient of it, because I didn't have the choice to be prideful and be like, no, I don't need your help. I, <laughs> I couldn't because I was like a baby. I, I was not able to go up and down my stairs without help. And I was walking with a walker and I, I'm so incredibly grateful for those people that 
really stepped up during that time and showed me Christ-like service because that was another witness to me of how Christ loves and cares for us and how we can be living angels in each other's lives. And so that's impacted me. And I think about those people all the time and I'm like, okay, I've got an enormous debt to pay for the rest of my life because I've been the recipient of so much good and so much love. And so it changed my heart instead of being this really career minded mom who was happy and things were great. We had an amazing nanny that watched my kids at home. Things were good, but I really felt the impression that I was supposed to change my path. I could have been very successful in my career, but that wasn't what I was supposed to do. That's not why I'm here. That's not why I was spared. It was to be home with my children, to be a witness of Christ. I can't explain it, but it hasn't even been two years yet. And I have all of my function back. I have... Yeah, I'm actually in better shape than I was prior to my stroke. Um, Stronger. Yeah. And I shouldn't be this way. Many people that have a vertebral artery dissection is what it was called. They either die or they're paralyzed. And I, I do not have any lasting symptoms aside from maybe some neurological things as far as like concentration, um, getting kind of overstimulated quickly, but I'll take it. I I feel very fortunate, you know, and I know it's because of divine intervention. I can't explain it any other way. There's, I, I didn't do this on my own. Yes. I worked hard, but I know it was because of miracles in my life that I am where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a beautiful gift to, you know, to become acquainted with God in your extremities like that. It's such a such a beautiful example. And and so many times when we feel like we've, you know, reached the end of our rope and we just can't do it anymore. Sometimes we get very discouraged because we do feel broken and we feel lonely and we feel the weight, you know, it's just so hard sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Like it wasn't just like butterflies and flowers from there on out. It's been a really hard two years. Right after I was released from the hospital, so I came home around Christmas time, which was a huge gift. Um, I didn't know if I'd be released that soon. Um, I actually got COVID. It was before the vaccinations. It was when everything was really new. And I got it really badly. I got a horrible case of it. It knocked me off of my... Well, I was already off my feet. I couldn't walk. But like I I was (laughs) much more debilitated um, than I was. and. It was interesting because I feel like when I had COVID, I lost hope for those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really dark time for me. I remember, not that I was suicidal, but I just felt like, why could I just go? Can I just go to the other side? I'm ready. Like, this has been a lot. It's too much. Yeah. And um, again, I felt like it was like him patting me on my back, like, no, you just got to keep in there, you know, like it's going to be okay. This isn't going to be forever. I just had to continually remind myself I was spared for a purpose. I need to try to have faith and hope, but it was hard. It was a dark few weeks for me and it actually affected me. It slowed down my recovery pretty significantly um, for months. And um, 
so fast forward to almost a year after my stroke, I had had such an amazing recovery. By that point, I was walking again. Um, I could run, I could do all the things. And I was like, oh my gosh, I kicked this stroke's butt. Like I'm amazing. But pretty quickly, like Heavenly Father humbled me again because (laughs) I got a mountain bike for my birthday and I went on my first mountain bike ride and I was doing awesome. I was almost done um, with my first ride and I hit gravel and I flew off my bike. I crushed my collarbone, punctured my lung and had to be hospitalized again for a few days as they suctioned my lungs and had multiple surgeries to fix my collarbone. Um, And so not only was I dealing with stroke recovery, I was also now dealing with other things. And so again, it was a reminder to me, like, this is not your work. Like you haven't done all the work to get where you are. Like this is definitely miracles and don't take it for granted and don't be foolish. And I'm not saying that people who mountain bike are foolish, but I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't physically ready at that point. I wasn't at a good point in my recovery where I should have been doing that. And I recognize that now. Um, but I also learned so many beautiful things through that recovery. And so it's like, okay, our trials can actually really be beautiful because there's so much growth, personal growth that can happen. While Ashley lay all alone in the hospital, she felt like the Lord hugged her and reassured her that he had preserved her life so she could share the message with the world that he is real. Life hasn't been easy since then. But she has been sustained by the hope that because of Christ, it's going to be okay. Listen to part two to hear about additional miracles in Ashley's life. See the link in our show notes to join our Facebook group so that you can hear a bonus mini-sode of the miracle of Ashley's birth. Thank you so much for being here and listening to today's show. I know life is busy. I appreciate you and value the time we spend together. If you enjoyed this message, please subscribe, leave a review, and include any questions you have for our guest. I'll read your review and mention you by name in my Thursday episode. See the show notes to get the link to join our Facebook group, email list, and to listen and watch our episode on YouTube. Wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.